Hallelujah. We have been dealing with, last time, um, we dealt with growing in love. Um, because we realize that uh, for failure to prove our lives, we have to grow in love. Because God is love. And we can't walk with Him without walking in love. I hope I'm loud enough for everybody to hear me. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 6. Thank you, Jesus. It says, therefore, we, sorry, for if we are in Christ, if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. It says, faith, as King James would say, walketh through love. Amplify says, faith is activated and energized through love. So that says that <coughs> that is why we first had to deal with love before we come into deal with faith because if our love is not our love quotient, if I may use that word, not where it should be, we're not going anywhere. We cannot say we are growing in love and not growing in faith. The two go hand in hand. Now please remember is that we are all given the measure of faith. Now Romans chapter 12, I believe verse 2, makes that clear. We are all given the measure of faith. Sorry, verse 3, right? 12, 3. Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to God's, or to, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Well, we are all given the same measure of faith because we all have the same Jesus. Amen? Amen. I say we are all given the same measure of faith because we all have the same Jesus. Now, you know, we have to get the faith to grow because if it doesn't grow, then, you know, we get to a point we are stagnated. So let's go to Galatians 5, sorry, 2 verse 20 and make sure that we are on the same page. Galatians 2 verse 20. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I'm reading the King James. I live, now unless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Uh, there are, there, this is a better translation, not faith in, but faith of. Because the faith we have is the faith of God. 
your faith and my faith is the faith of God. He gave us his faith. And so that's why, as he said, we have the measure of faith because we have the same Jesus. Not you have, you know, when we're born again, he gives us the measure of faith. Jesus in us. He is the carrier of our, he's the, he's the author of our faith, the sustainer of our faith, and the carrier of our faith. Amen. Now, what you do with what you're given is up to you. You can decide that you don't develop your faith by saying, well, I said, Jesus is my Lord, I'm making heaven. But then you become, a, you know, a, 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 a soccer ball for the devil to kick you around. But God wants us to grow in faith. In fact, Jesus talked about weak faith, strong faith, little faith, unbelief, and all that. Remember in Mark chapter 9, that man, in Mark chapter 9, you see there, uh, uh, the man that went with the, to, to Jesus, to the disciples of Jesus to heal his son, and they couldn't. And uh, a man came to Jesus and said, Lord, have my weakness of faith. So he talks about weak faith. He talks about weak faith in Mark chapter 9. And... Uh, He says that in uh, verse uh, in verse twenty four amplified, he says, "Help my weakness of faith." Sometimes I say, "Help, help my unbelief." He says, "Help my weakness of faith," and then of course, when the disciples, when they cross the, the um. The Galilee in the boat and the storm arose. And, uh, you know, they, they, they woke up and said, Master, Mark chapter 4, from verse 35 to the end, you can find that. He said, Master, carry us out that we perish. Jesus got up, rebuked the storm. And after he asked them, where, where is your faith? Where is your faith? He said, why do you not have faith? talks about no faith. They didn't ex exhibit any faith. But today we want to spend time on how to grow our faith because the Bible also talks about, you know, growing our faith and that's what we want to look at. We want to look at growing our faith so that we can walk with God and experience His glory. There is nothing that we face that God has given us victory over. The question is whether we're convinced that it is so or we're going to walk away. As a matter of fact, when we're worshiping God, the Lord says, Some are not convinced by my word, so they give up and surrender. But tonight we must be, we must move from where we were to the next level. Amen? So, Romans chapter 4. We're going to look at Romans chapter 4 and learn from Abraham, our father of faith. Now, we say that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. We know that. And uh, faith in Hebrews 11 one says, Faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is the substance? Now a substance is something tangible. A substance is not abstract. The word substance in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 1, 3 as person in Hebrews 11 1 is substance. You see, faith is the person of Jesus of things so forth. Jesus is the living word. Once you have Jesus, once you have the word, you have the mind of God or the mind of Jesus, the mind of God for something because the word, Jesus is the word. According to according to John chapter one, in the beginning was the word Christ, and the word was 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 with God, and the word is God. He said the word was with him from the beginning. All things were made through him and by him, and without him, that is, without the instrumentality of the word of God, nothing was made that was made. That's I'm quoting from John chapter one. You can check there, verse one to four. So without the word, nothing came into existence. Those things were in existence in the spirit realm, but by the speaking of the word, God made those things to manifest. Amen? Amen. And so that says that your faith cannot, cannot work unless you put voice to the word of God. Amen? Amen. You must put voice to the word. Because you cannot rise above the level of your confession. What you say reflects what is in your heart. And what is in your heart that you speak out of your mouth will direct your life. Amen? Amen. So now, in Romans chapter 4 and from verse 16, from verse 16 to verse 21, he says here that therefore inheriting the promise is the outcome of outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all the descendants not only to the devotees and adherents of the law but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, Abraham who is thus the father of us all. Now, please notice there, it says, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith. Now, I can say that inheriting the promise is the outcome of acting on the word. Because you cannot say you have faith without acting on the word. You cannot say you have faith without acting on the word. Alright, I'm going to come back there, but let me go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Because James tells us how to put the word to work. You know, we read there from James 2 from verse 19. He says, You believe God, that God is one. You do well. So do the demons believe and shudder in terror and horror, such as makes a man say stand and end. Are you willing to be shown proof, you foolish, unproductive spiritual division fellow, that faith apart from good works is inactive, ineffective, and worthless? Was not our forefather Abraham shown to be justified, made acceptable to God by his works, 
when he brought to the to the, to the altar as an offering his own his own son Isaac, you see that his faith was cooperating, cooperating with his works, and his faith was completed and reached its supreme expression when he, when he implemented it by good works. And so the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed in adhered to trusted in and relied on God. And it was counted to him, and this was counted to him for righteousness, as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see, the man is justified, pronounced righteous before God through what he does, and not not only through faith, not and not not uh, through what he does, and not alone through faith, through works of obedience, amplified as as well as by what he believes. So also with Rahab, the harlot, was she not shown to be justified, pronounced righteous before God by good, good deeds when she took in the, the scouts or the spies and sent them away by a different route. For as a human body, apart from the spirit, is lifeless, so faith, apart from works of obedience, is also dead. You see, it is works of obedience. It is not works of the law. It is works of obedience. You obey God because you love Him. Amen. And when you love God, you obey Him. Now, if you obey Him by doing what He says to do, you get the benefit of what He says to do. So we see that He said, Abraham held on to the word, acted on the word, and wouldn't let go. Verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was upon a fire in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of non-existent things that he has, he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Another time said, God calls those things that are not as being. He calls the things that do not exist in the physical as, already, you know, as if they already existed. Why? Because in the spirit realm they are and so when he speaks, they take effect, it manifests in the natural. We are created in the image of God. So when you speak the word, expect God to, to, to perform that word. Amen. Amen. Expect him to perform the word. See, he says in, 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 in uh, Jeremiah 1.12, I'm alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. God is waiting for you to give voice to his word for him to perform Sometimes your action, your faith action is just speaking the word. Amen? Amen. For instance, if you are sick, your faith action, one of the faith actions is declaring, by stripes I'm healed. Amen. According to 1 Peter 2.24. That's one of your faith actions. By the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I am healed. Now, everything might look upside down. But you know you've spoken the perfect word of liberty. You know that you've spoken the word of God that can change things and yet does not change. Amen. For instance, last week as I was ministering, the Lord gave us something, 37, 19. That in the time of famine, the righteous shall be satisfied. I put it this way. In the time of famine, the righteous shall enjoy plenty as NIV puts it. Now, if you keep declaring
understand that word, you see it come to pass. But if you said, I heard it and spoke it once, then the enemy comes and play around with you. You say, well, maybe it's not working. No, God's word does not fail. In fact, you know, it is written in Luke's Gospel 137, he says, no word from God shall be without power or impossible fulfillment. Amen? Amen. So now we see, God said, Abraham, I've made the father of many nations. Verse 18, makes it, you know, from 18 we see that he says, for Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hope in faith. He had no, you see, naturally speaking, there was no hope. Oh, you're not hearing me. I said, naturally speaking, there was no hope. He was 99 years, Sarah had been barren right from when they were called, when Sarah was 65, around 75. And God changed their name, their names at 99. You just check that out. In under one year, the miracle took place because when you call yourself what God calls you, you become who he has made you. Amen. That is a corresponding action of faith. Amen. That is a work of faith. An example of it. You call yourself who, what God calls you. You become that. You cannot call yourself something else and become something else. No, you speak what God says about you. Don't give voice to what the devil calls you. Because you will tell this time around you're not going to make it. No, you keep declaring what God says about you. Well, the economy is... No, 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 no. You're operating heaven's economy. Well, jobs are... No, don't say jobs are not easy to find. Because when you do that, you block God out. If jobs are not easy to find, that's not for you, a child of God. It's for the unbeliever. Deuteronomy 7, 17, you know, uh, 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 15 says, is it 15 or 17? Let me just check. Deuteronomy chapter 7. It says, if you say that these people are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? So you have to, you have to speak what God speaks, because when you don't, and you speak what the devil says, for you to speak, you give him opportunity. Verse 17. If you say that these people are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? If you say the situation you face is greater than God, how can God give you victory? Because when you give voice to what the devil says, you are saying that that's generally God and yourself because God and you are one. Amen? So we have to say what God says about us. That, one, that is one way that you have a corresponding action to your faith. Amen? Alright, so Abraham decided that against what he was seeing, he would declare what God says. Against all hope, you know, he believed in hope. He hoped in faith. Not just ordinary hope, but the hope of God is earnest expectation of good. He earnestly expected good to come out of his confession 
on the fact that he was the father of many nations. Verse 20 says, No unbelief, if I'm sorry, 19, it says there, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not in faith because of he staggered not in faith at the promise of God because of true unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He did not consider his body, he considered the word of God. Abraham did not consider his body, he considered the word of God. He did not consider what his body was telling him. Because when you, when the enemy attacks your body, he tells you all kinds of things. Abraham refused to consider how he was feeling. He considered the word. You see, today we have the great high priest Jesus who intercedes for us. Hebrews 7.25, you can check it out there. It says he lives and makes petition for us and intercede with the Father for us so that we will not say we are alone. Amen? Amen. Now, you see there, he said, he says there in verse, uh, verse um, 20, he said he did not stagger in unbelief. I like that. I like what he says in verse 20 there because it is very important. He says, yeah, he staggered in unbelief. He staggered at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. I have one trainer here that says this. And for the promise of God, he was not separated by unbelief. I like that. The word stagger or waver also means separated. He said he was not separated by unbelief. Unbelief separates you from the promise, so God cannot walk with you. Unbelief is you distrust what God said. You are not convinced that this is going to be. Now, you have to think about that because you have to remember the one who speaks to you is God himself. The one who created the whole universe and upholds it by the word of his power. Amen. So he gave you his word which upholds the universe and you say, I don't know how this is going to happen. No, that's the whole problem. You can't say, I don't know how. The how is for God. Amen. This is how Moffat says it in, the, in his translation. I'm going to read verse um, 20 and 21. No unbelief made him waver about the promise, about God's promise. See, unbelief, he said, no unbelief made him to separate himself from God's promise. His faith won strength as he gave glory to God. His faith won strength as he gave glory to God. And felt convinced. Hear that word convinced. Eh? He felt convinced. That God was able to do. What he had promised. God says. Listen. What happens is that we don't feel convinced. About his word. You see the Bible says here. His faith grew strength. Or one strength. As he gave glory to God. So as you praise God and thank him for his word, that he never leaves you nor forsake you, that he's a covenant keeper, that he keeps his word, guess what? You become more and more convinced of that word and makes your faith strong. Your faith begins to grow strong. You start from 
from from from the baseline now you begin to see this thing is real amen, amen. you begin to see that this is real this is not just a, this is not a picnic here this is this is this is real you know hey this word works amen. he said this word works amen. so let's turn to the seven, seven Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter chapter one. Second of first Thessalonians. Second. Second Thessalonians chapter one. Sister Sherry, are you there? Because I, want, I am here. Good, good, good. Because I want I want to I want, I want everybody to hear from you. You see, the Bible says here that as he praised God, he got convinced. He was he felt convinced that God is able to keep his promise. And that made his faith to grow strong. You see, sometimes we are not convinced of the word. We say we are convinced, but as we begin to get into it, we realize, boy, I don't, I'm not sure I was really there. But I, I, I come to say this. No matter where we start from, if we hold on to the word, we will see his glory. You know, Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. Now I'm going to let Sister Sherry testify. He says here, he says, verse 3, he says, We ought and indeed are obligated at this, are obligated as those in debt to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, as is fitting, because your faith is growing exceedingly. And the love of every one of you, of each one, of you, the love of every one of you, each each two, toward the others, is increasing and abound. Amen. Uh, it's increasing and abounds. You see that? Their faith is growing, their love is growing. God talks here of exceeding growing faith. King James says, your, you know, your faith grows exceedingly. It talks about exceeding growing faith. And that happens as we are being convinced that this word cannot God cannot let us down. That is what will support us no matter what and will take us to where we're supposed to be. You see, the word is, is a carrier of your faith. Or the word is the base of your faith. The word is a carrier of your hope. Because in the word you're standing on is your miracle. And that word, it gives you hope. The endless expectation that what you say, what you're speaking, God will make good. Amen. Amen. That it does not matter what I see, I will see the glory of God. Amen. We're talking here about exceeding growing faith. That as you give glory to God and keep speaking that word and thanking God, you feel more and more convinced that God who spoke this thing, like Abraham, is able to make it good. So at this point, I want Sister Sherry to testify. Because I watched her faith, I watched when we started, and I, I see where she is. So I want her to testify. I let her preach to us now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things I could testify about. Because when we started with you, what was that, a decade ago? It was a long while. And I was so sick and in and out of the hospital. You came to visit me so many times and prayed. And... As my faith grew, as you said, my body lined up, so I have not been hospitalized in, my goodness, several years. My 
breathing is getting better and better. My, I mean, everything, the diabetes is under control, and I'm believing that is going to go to it as well. I have witnessed, oh my goodness, so many things. Um, Oh, I had the breast biopsy last year, and I just, last week, went for the follow-up mammogram, and everything's fine with that. would be. Financially, we had a huge miracle. And what I've learned is trust God. Just trust Him, and He will always come through. And thankfulness. I'm every day the first words out of our lips are how grateful we are for the rest last night and the gift of a new day, and both of us opening our eyes, and the fact that God gave us each other. all the miracles with Glenn, the healing of his heart and his lungs and his shoulder. I mean, we almost can't keep up with all the miracles that Praise happened. Praise God. Praise God. It just shows us, and there, there are other situations we're praying for other people where, like you said, in the natural, it's impossible. But we know God does the impossible. Amen. And I have to stop trying to figure out how he's going to do it. Like, And I've just heard that down again tonight. It's not up to me to know how. It's up to God. And I have another testimony involving my sister's husband who just accepted the Lord, gosh, about two months ago, maybe. He was diagnosed with liver cancer, and um, they live in Colorado. They've been going back and forth to Denver, get cirrhosis. And so the prognosis was not good. His sister, within the last year, died of cancer as did his mother and his brother. He's the last one standing. And my brother and I and Glenn and even my sister's faith is growing. Just declared that that cancer was not going to grow. And um, he had a whole bunch of tumors and they did several different procedures with chemo injected in there or something with pearls like and then radiation. And all of the tumors left except the one big one, but it hasn't grown at all. So it is just there, and as far as we're concerned, it's dead. Amen. It is dead. And this Amen. last casket, which was just a month ago, um, they said there's no, nothing's growing. It's been over a year, and everything looks great. So no more treatments. And they entertained the liver transplant, but he's not a candidate. And I just keep telling them, God is protecting him, and he shall not die. Amen. And then he was COVID positive, and I just and then two weeks later he was COVID negative and without Praise any God. symptoms. So Praise God, God is continuing to do miracle after miracle after miracle. Amen. Um, yes. Before before I continue, we want to touch and agree with you by your by and love. Thank you. We want to touch and agree. Whatever is left of that cancer has to has to be there. Amen. He has no rights because you're coming to the congregation of the righteous. We come into agreement right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that cancer is dead. Just like my sister said, dead now, dematerialized, disappear from that liver in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak life and wholeness over him right now. In yes, the name Jesus. of Jesus. Amen. And we thank you, Father, for setting him free, making yes, whole, restoring him to wholeness. In the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you, Father, Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
Amen. Amen. Now, praise God. So, you see, yeah, I want her to testify because a testimony is better than me having too many, you know, keep throwing passages at you. The word works. Amen. It doesn't matter where you are. What counts is what you do with the word. Amen. There is no situation that you face that God has not given you victory. In God, there is no hopeless situation. Amen. You want to put that down somewhere. In God, there is no hopeless situation. Because he is the author of hope. So where there is hopelessness, bring Jesus on the scene. Call upon his name. Where there is hopelessness, hope will manifest. God will manifest his glory. Because he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Therefore, we boldly say, the Lord is our helper. We will not be afraid. What can man do to us? There is no hopelessness where God is. You Amen. are linked up with the author of hope. Amen. Jesus Christ the righteous. And he said, I will not leave you or forsake you. Amen. There is no hopelessness in God. There is no hopelessness in God. The enemy might, 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 might come and try to say, oh no, last time, forget about it. Just go back to what you did when you got the miracle. And go back there and use the same word. He will run again. God has you covered. Amen. In this time. Say it with me. In this time. In this, time, in this, season, in this season. I have immunity. I have immunity against COVID-19. Against, COVID against every sickness and disease. Against in the name of Jesus. In this time. In this economy. I am prosperous. In the name of Jesus. In this time, in this economy, I enjoy plenty. In the name of Jesus. Where there was no breakthrough, and right now, with my mouth, right now, with my mouth, I declare breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. What is it? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We magnify your name. Is the speaker okay? My mic okay, brother? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What is this? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am saying there is hope. I am saying there is hope. Amen. I am saying there is hope. Don't give up on God now. Don't give up. You're right there. You're right there. Your miracle is right before you. Don't quit. Don't quit now. Don't quit now. You are about to see your miracle manifest. I say, oh, thank you, Jesus. The enemy is trying to sell a lie to you. No, the devil is defeated. Don't quit now. The enemy is already defeated. Jesus cast out the demon in the, in the, in the boy in Mark 9 with epilepsy. 
and the boy looked like he was dead. But Jesus lifted him up because the boy was set free. Your situation might look like he was dead, but I'm telling you, right now, God has put life into it. Amen. What was dead, God says, I speak life over it right now. Amen. He's put life into your situation. Amen. What was hopeless, he has brought hope. Ah, uh, he said. He said to Mary, "Did I, did I not tell you when you believe you see my glory? I'm telling you, it is time to believe again. Agree with God. Be convinced of His word. Be convinced that the word changes all things, and yet does not change. And you will see His glory. Father, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. We magnify your name. Thank you because your word works." Thank you, Lord, for your goodness.